Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Episode 241 of the Dark Windows Podcast. My name is Sore. And I'm Ouch. <laughs> we didn't plan that. No, no, I didn't. But I am Sore as shit. And um, yeah, I'm, well, he just said I was old. Yeah. I said I was Sore, but he goes, you're just old. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I, I started going back to the gym, and now I'm Sore because I stopped going to the gym when I shouldn't have mm. uh, and then starting back up when you're older sucks but it's okay it's okay feels good to you know be tired for a reason when I get home from work but anyway yeah. Kevin other than looking at real estate what are we doing this week we're on the road trip yeah literally, literally looking at real estate while we're talking because uh believe it or not both of us hate this goddamn state I hate this entire part of the country I want out of it so, mm. yeah. Yeah. We haven't quite covered where I'm looking yet. We've already covered where you're looking. Uh, I, I don't know where I'm looking. I'm you're just, you're I just currently have... looking at Alabama. Eh, whatever. So, I mean, it doesn't mean at I... At least it's not Arkansas. You can't move to Arkansas because you don't have kinfolk to fuck there. No, I, so. I don't have I don't have any folk there. No, you just have to go to Alabama and forget how to read. Or is uh-huh. that Mississippi? It might be Mississippi. One of the two. Either way. Um In... Okay. Yeah, one one of them's got like little. Uh, one of the two of them has the lowest literacy rate in the country. Uh, it may be Alabama because they have one of the best football teams in the country. Uh huh. And you don't know have you don't have to know how to read to play for Alabama. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You just have to be a you know like a grown ass man that's ready for the NFL out of high school. A grown and, ass. Yeah. Go and just suck Nick Saban's dick right clean off and uh, see. First off, you know, a I would not be going. No. See, if I lived in Alabama, there's no fucking way I'm going to watch. No. 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 no I wouldn't because be, you I w- have taste. I wouldn't be saying multi-hide. No, fuck that noise. No, 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 no. No. My only problem is if I move south, I might get beat up, for, beat up over my baseball teams. So. Why? Because that's Braves country, and I'm a Blue Jays okay. and Pirates fan. Okay, f- Maybe for the pirates part. No, I mean, because I I really had to. When we were down there on vacation, I was sitting with my uncle. He was watching a Braves game, and they were playing. I want to say they were playing the Orioles, and they were getting their asses handed to them. And I had to hold back the laughter while the Braves are getting beat. I was like, "Oh man, I love it." Yes, but I'm an AL East guy at heart. I always will be. It's how it is. I mean, you grew up as you know as a Red Sox fan, and I became less of a Red Sox fan because I can't watch them anymore. And a Braves fan, yeah, kind of, yeah, mostly for Fred McGriff and Bobby crime, Cox, crime dog, who, by the way, holds the record for the most ejections for any manager in Major League Baseball history. Hmm. He's he was he's ejected like a hundred and eighty something times mm-hmm. because Bobby Cox didn't give a fuck. He don't give two shits. So. Speaking of not giving a shit, let's go. Uh, we're headed to Cornhusker country. We're going to Nebraska. Go Huskers. Um, so when you think of the whole like amber waves of grain thing, Nebraska could definitely come to mind. Uh, lots of flat land. Good for farming. 
Good for raising livestock. Mm-hmm. Good for raising big, thick boys to fill out the ranks of the Cornhusker sidelines on a on a fall day on Saturdays. You fucking you know, know it. Um, believe it or not, a lot of white people in Nebraska. Shocker, I know. I have family that lives there. Yeah, you are aggressively white, just like me. Whatever. You know, like look at the heritage. It's there's not much else there. It's uh, it's pretty white. Um, so it comes into the respectable seventy-eight thousand square miles, which makes it the sixteenth largest state in the country. Just a hair under two, yeah, just a hair under two million people live live there, with Omaha being home to four hundred and sixty-seven thousand people. Omaha, Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> the capital of Lincoln has a little less than half of that at two hundred eighty-five thousand people. Yep. But I've noticed. As we've gone through this, I've noticed there's always that one city that's got a much higher population than the capital. Mm-hmm. Because I'm assuming it's like here, where nobody wants to live in the capital because fucking taxes are ridiculous there. Yeah. Um, also, the only thing to do in the capital of Vermont is uh, go to the only one that doesn't have a McDonald's in it and buy heroin. Or also sit in the DMV for a full work shift, basically, mm. to get stuff done. You know, but uh, you go up there and call our governor an asshole, which, I mean, I've thought about doing before. Hey, what did, the hell, right? Did I ever tell you, like, when I was doing pest control, I had to go through, like, all the, the government buildings and stuff like that up there. And um, maybe. So I went through the building that's got, like, the IRS office, all the senators and Congress people's offices and shit like that in it. So the first time I went in there, I tried to go through, like, you know, they run me through the metal detector, all that shit. Uh-huh. And, uh throw my crap in the tray and they run it through and a guard stops me when he sees my wallet and he goes what the hell is that the fuck are you talking about there's something metal in your wallet and i'm like oh it's one of those like multi like flat multi-tool things it's like yeah, the side yeah, of a yeah. credit card that yeah you know, it's got a razor not a razor blade it's got like a fucking flathead screwdriver and a mm-hmm. little like ruler kind of dealy on it you can't take that in there you could hurt somebody with it and like what the fuck are you talking about well, what if what if you were to attack a senator with it? And I'm like, I'm in here with fucking chemicals, dude. You're worried about a screwdriver? <laughs> so I, I had to fight the urge every time I walked through Patrick Leahy and Bernie Sanders' offices to not shit on their desk. Um, yeah. I did crop dust uh, Leahy's office a couple of times. So mm. walk in there and just fucking fart the entire time I was in there. Oh, oh so nice. Fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So let's get into some fun facts about I think Nebraska. he really should tell us how you really I feel. really don't like him because he's super anti-gun. But the one time I met him, he was at the Ford dealership I was working at at the time. And he came in with four visibly armed men. Oh. But this is the guy who says that we're not supposed to ha- We can't have them anymore. Mm. But uh, he can. Well, I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. And one of them had a fucking like shoulder holstered MP7, which made me really, really goddamn mad because I want one of those. Um, hmm. but yeah, you know, we're, we're, us peasants shouldn't have weapons. Only the, you know, true. We're not, we won't get into that. That's, this isn't Patreon. We're not going to bitch about politics here. Um, so some fun facts somewhere between 1920 and 1935, a Lithuanian grocer by the name of Ruben Kolofsky took two slices of rye bread, spread Russian dressing on it. Added Swiss cheese, some pastrami, and then just said fuck it and threw a pile of uh, sauerkraut on there for good measure. On that fateful day in Omaha, the Reuben sandwich was born. One of my personal favorites. I'm not big on pastrami. I'll do it with corned beef or yeah. turkey. 
good. Just don't like pastrami that much. Um, 1927 saw another creation that we all know and love. White people love it. Black people love it. Uh, for what I understand, it's made very differently between the two communities, though. Um, but thanks to Edwin Perkins, we have Kool-Aid. So I've been told black people make Kool-Aid completely different than white folks. I don't know if people think we just do the, the fucking water in a packet and we don't put anything else in it. But uh, I can tell you how I didn't end up with diabetes as a child from the Kool-Aid that I made. Not a fucking clue. Because uh, we're talking like a cup of sugar in that bitch and stir it up with a big wooden spoon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't how. know. I, I didn't. I mean. I've heard from people that are like, if you grew up with a black friend and you went over to their house and they had Kool-Aid, it was way better than what you had at home. Don't know why. No idea what they're doing differently to it. No clue. If I made Kool-Aid, it was out of a fucking container and then we put the scoops in and then boom, done. You didn't put sugar in it? No. That's what. That's the difference because I, I think that's the difference because I used to do a lot of fucking sugar in it because it was the packet. You rip the top off, bam, in the water, sugar, stir that shit up. No, we didn't. No. See. So you're just drinking flavored water. Sure. We had the fucking Kool-Aid in a in a container. Right, with a big the big screw off top. Yeah, and you fucking did a couple scoops in the fucking thing, cold water, stir it. So I think that the ones with the screw off tops like that, I think had sugar in them. If you made it from the packet, it didn't. And that was just changing the color of water. There we went. Boom. And it's like I will fight people though, because we didn't do the whole packet thing. Oh. People will what the fuck flavor Sharkleberry Finn? It's the fucking second best Kool-Aid flavor after Tropical Punch. So, eat dicks. Well, I wouldn't know what Sharkleberry Finn. Dude, oh my god, it was the tropi- pink one. But it was like, it was almost like a strawberry watermelon. Mm. It was good shit. Loved it. Um, and I think we kind of need to stop sullying the good name of Kool-Aid, you know, associating it with the Jamestown thing. It's 2023. You have the internet. You know by now that it was flavor aid and if you don't that's willful ignorance on your part so quit blaming kool-aid because i mean he fucking kool-aid man didn't bust through the side of that thing and be like oh shit these people are all dead mm-hmm. um and the military is gonna have to come down here and pick them up with snow shovels <laughs> literally there's there, yeah there's there's pictures and videos of it because of the humidity and how long they took to get there yeah, yeah. they were just slop with bones in it it's pretty fucking gnarly um in Alliance, Nebraska, the Carhenge site has 39 automobiles arranged to imitate the design of Stonehenge. Uh, Jim Ridners, uh, who's the guy that created the whole thing, did it as a tribute to his dad. So he made Stonehenge out of cars, which is kind of fucking cool. That's cool. Um, April of 1945, the Japanese exploded a bomb over Dundee, Nebraska. Um it's only caused a slight amount of damage, but the incident was not reported until the, after the end of the war. Here's a fun one for uh, all you uh, archaeology nerds out there. I don't know if there is any or not, but... I don't know. Fuck it. I want to hear it. Um, as many as 10 mammoth fossils are buried under an average square mile of land in Nebraska. Mammoth bones have been found in all 93 counties of the state. Okay. Um, University of Nebraska... Um, State Museum displays the bones of the largest mammoth discovered in the state. Hmm. Which is pretty damn cool. I didn't know that. Huh. I didn't know that there was that many. Oh, yeah. We were fucking lousy with mammoths, dude. 
I didn't know. I'm saying I didn't know that was that many there. We had we had almost um, almost too many mammoths. Because I know, like, what was it? The fuck! I I saw a show. I was watching a show. Uh, uh, what the fuck was it called? Ah, damn it! I can't think of it now. Um, Bone Collectors or Bone? Can't think of the name of it. Um, um. like one of those like America Unearthed kind of things. No, 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 no. Um, it was uh, kind of like uh, uh, yeah, but it was like they were kind of like um, I don't know, bone hunters or some shit like that, where they'd fucking go out to like the Badlands or like different little spots, and they'd fucking look for uh, dinosaur bones. And what they do is they try to find them, like, they try to almost try to find, like, a complete one, you know, and get it all together and then sell it. Ah. And, like, uh, they were talking about how, like, mammoth bones are, you know, like, one of the big ones. But, I mean, they, you know, they could find a whole bunch of others. And these guys ended up finding, like, a whole, uh, I think it was a triceratops. Oh, shit. Like, a complete one. No shit. Jesus. They were, they were like, that's, like, diamond in the rough. Yeah, to find a complete skeleton, like, all yeah. together, that's probably pretty rare. Yeah. Um, Let's get into some dumb laws, and Jesus, does Nebraska have I, some? I love dumb laws. Under state law, I, I almost wanted to put this one at the end because it's just that stupid. Mm-hmm. Under state law, if you have gonorrhea, you are not allowed to get married <laughs> until you clear, uh, clear it up. That's, I mean, I wouldn't call that dumb. i call that being considerate but if you're marrying somebody you should probably know that they have that already i mean it's a well what if they contracted it before you knew it you'd probably figured it out by then okay fine it's a a fucking like gnarly discharge coming out of your dick or lady bits not pleasant okay i I know they can clear it up with a pill now but you still have to like up your uh it's a scientific word for it there piss tube with a thing like uh-huh. a Q-tip and clear it all out. It was it was pretty gnarly. Mm. Um, if your child burps or sneezes during church service, you as the parent can be arrested <laughs> for interrupting services. Yeah. Uh, that'd be you. They don't give a fuck if it's like a funeral or something, whatever. But if like, you know, the pastor's up there going to town and you, you know, rip off a sneeze, you're going to jail. See, that'd be you. They. You, you, well, here's the thing. Uh, no, because I wouldn't be at church because I don't go to church because it's not my thing. It's true. You can do, do whatever you want. That's fine. It's just not for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it is illegal to whale fish within state limits. A landlocked state. Middle of the country. No whales in it. So probably a good thing we made a law about that. People got paid to write that law. I'm. This is why our government is a waste of time. I'm. Okay. I'm dumbfounded, but... I guarantee you these same people voted to get themselves a raise, too. Probably. A bar cannot... I agree with this one. I like this one. A bar cannot legally sell beer unless they are making soup in the back as well. Okay. You know? Nothing wrong with soup. You have to have food at a bar. Even if it's a bag of peanuts or whatever, you have to have food there. Never used to, but... I mean, well, technically now... Well, it used to be you had to have some kind of, like, chips or something like that. Right. But now you actually have to have real food. Right. So, like, that soup, or you have to have nachos. To sober people and, up before they yeah. you drive have, off you into have the to, night. You have to have that. Yeah. 
Um, as a man, you cannot show off a shaved chest in public. Fair enough. Well, that's just. I mean, you should. If you're a dude, you shouldn't be shaving your chest anyway. Just okay. Let that shit hang out. Be proud of it. Fine. I, I'm you know? just saying. You know. Okay. <laughs> a mother cannot give her daughter a perm without a state licensed permit. <laughs> so she basically has to be a beautician. Yes. To give somebody a perm. Okay. Which you I mean that kind of makes sense because there's a lot of chemicals and shit to go with a perm, I guess. Yeah, you could burn your daughter's scalp. Yeah. And also, you shouldn't be giving anybody a perm unless they already have a mullet to go with it. Because the permed mullet is like peak male haircut. You will get everyone in a 10 meter range pregnant on, into like instantly pregnant with a haircut. See it. Everybody, I'm thinking that Kevin, since he's got the fucking locks of love Listen, flowing, I think we should. Everybody, let me stop you there. No, 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 no. Let no, me no. stop you there. I think I everybody. I know where you're going. Let me stop you there. I've already been told no to the mullet. <laughs> I've asked, and I was told no, which means I'm not allowed to get a mullet and then have it permed either. Well, so, I'm just saying. If, I've been told no. If everybody and she outranks you. Yeah, but if if everybody on the podcast... No, no, she outranks you in general as, like, an entirety of a species of humans. She outranks everybody in that matter, so, unfortunately. It's your hair. Because I could pull off a fucking incredible mullet. I think you could. I would just be Kenny Powers for Halloween. Mm. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. You don't know who that is, so it's fine. No, I don't. <laughs> you, have, you have HBO Max, go watch East Bounded Down. It's Danny McBride as a fucking washed up baseball player trying to get back into the minor leagues and it's ridiculous it's so goddamn funny okay it's so funny so good so good yeah. he ends up playing in mexico for a little bit for the churros fucking incredible mm-hmm. so some uh some famous folks from uh nevada nebraska um don vito corleone may have been the boss in new york but marlon brando was born in omaha um Civil rights activist Malcolm Little, a.k.a. Malcolm X, was also born in Omaha in 1925. I did not know that. Yes, they let black people live in, Oma- in Nebraska, Kevin. Whoa, Kevin. I, I saw the I saw the fucking... No. Oh, dude. The... I just didn't know that Malcolm X was born in Nebraska. So you didn't see it, though, but I saw that clan hood starting to sneak up over the back of your head. <laughs> wow. It's like the fucking hand of a ghost. It's like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Creator of one of the funniest mugshots of all time, Nick Nolte, also born in Omaha, mm. 1941. Have you seen that one? When he got busted for a fucking DUI? Yeah, I've seen oh, it. Oh, dude, it looks like he licked a car battery. Yeah. His shit is everywhere. One of the most forgettable presidents of all time, Gerald Ford, also born in Omaha, 1913. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're such a fan of Gerald Ford, name me three songs. Nobody can do it. Three things that he did, other than be on the fucking Simpsons. I mean, he got into office because Tricky Dick fucking had to, you know, back down. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, what else did he do? Had a receding hairline. I think he's dead now. And then he was in there before uh, Reagan. Yeah. So that's the three most important things that he's ever done. Yeah. And one of them was fucking dying. <laughs> uh Dan Whitney, who nobody's ever heard of that person, was born in Pawnee City. I don't um, know who the fuck that is. Fortunately, Larry the Cable Guy was born the same day in the same place to the same parents. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this one doesn't require any explanation. L. Ron Goddamn Hubbard. 
was born in Tilden, Nebraska. He should have just been swallowed. (laughs) Dude, he was a fucking uh, science fiction writer turned messiah to just get fucking rich people's money. Turned nutbag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you, You know, nobody is... You can't make yourself the fucking head of a religion. You kind of have to... Because he tried to make himself that whole, like, hey, check it out, I'm Jesus thing. No, you're really not. You're a fat, bald little weirdo from the middle of nowhere. And just think, that religion that he started oh so many years ago is... Which we're not going to name for legal reasons because they'll sue us. Fuck them. Um, I, I uh, like the, I, I the whole, like, well, you know what, the, you know what Scientologists do? It's <gasps> like, they'll, they'll follow people around. That's great. Try it. <laughs> Try it. Follow. Please. I've got 20 inches and 30 things that come out of it that tell them it's a really bad idea to do so. Do <laughs> uh, you send fucking Tom Cruise, all four foot three of them over here? I will punt him off my porch. <laughs> Little fuck. <laughs> uh, him and his perfect, perfect, perfect teeth that are fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they have to like, there's, you know, there's behind the scenes shit. Where when they put him next to any other actor in a movie, he's standing on a box to make him look taller because he's legitimately like five foot one. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a, a he's a he's a wee little shit. He's you a use him guy. as a fucking like a you like you could stand him here, just put your drink on his head and be like, "Don't move, dickhead." <laughs> the only good thing you ever did was fucking Days of Thunder. Shut up. He wasn't even. Top the best. Gun was good. <sighs> I haven't seen the new one. The first one was good though. Yeah. Eh. If it wasn't for Top Gun, we wouldn't have Hot Shots, and Hot Shots is fantastic. All right, fine. I get it. I I mean, you know, what else has Tom Cruise done that's like, wow, that was a great movie. I really need to go watch that because Tom Cruise is in it. Well, okay. Um, he did have a good role in. Um, um, Hold on. Let me let me change my question. What's a movie that if they changed Tom Cruise for any other actor, it would have been worse? I don't know because there's not one. You could replace him with anybody, and the movie would be just as good, if not better. There's not one movie that you're like, man, if Tom Cruise wasn't in this, it would suck. Yeah. My favorite thing he ever did was fucking Tropic Thunder. Yes. And he was in a fat suit. Yes. And just being an asshole. Yeah. And he was good at that. Yeah, that, that okay, that one movie. But that's... still, you could have found somebody else, another serious actor to do that. You could have put Brad Pitt in a fat suit and made him an asshole, and it would have been great. True, because Brad Pitt is kind of funny. Or you could put fucking Christian Bale in a fat suit and made him an asshole, and it would have been fantastic. Mm. True. Tom Cruise? Eh, nobody needs him. But, I mean, he did pull it off well. He did, but, again, anybody else could have done that. But, I mean... You could have had Matthew McConaughey play two characters in that movie. Could have played his agent and also the fat guy. It just been a real dickhead. Would have been great. Could have thrown Woody Harrelson in there, and it would have been but awesome. I mean, but I mean, that was just like a supporting role, and it wasn't even the best role in the whole fucking movie. It I wasn't mean, because that was Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Never go full retard. Never <laughs> holding all people down. We meet all people. <laughs> Man, that's the theme song from the Jeffersons. <laughs> it doesn't mean it ain't true. Uh, I never break character. God damn it! I love that movie. I never break character until after they've done the, the DVD commentary, <laughs> and then he does the fucking DVD commentary in character. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Uh, uh, anyway, that was that was really good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. What do you mean, our people? Uh, Jack Black played a fat crackhead actor. Oh, so good. 
and fuck the buffalo. <laughs> Uh, that was great. I would see you can't that. even buy it in fucking like Walmart anymore because everybody pulled it off the shelves because it's offensive. To who? Fucking everybody under the age of 30 because Robert Downey Jr. plays a black guy. Well, that was the whole point of it. I know. And he's not even playing a black guy. He's playing an Australian guy who's playing a black guy. He's Therefore, a, he, it's only like half black Or as he said, he's a dude disguised as a dude playing, playing another, another dude. dude. <laughs> so it's only like half blackface. It's not even that bad. Yeah. Not like he was out there being super offensive. No. It was fucking hilarious. Exactly. And if you don't think, if you think it was offensive, you're wrong. I hate to mm. throw that out there, but. No. <sighs> nope. No, 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 no. He talked about something on Joe Rogan where the, he did a, he was asked to do a movie where he was going to play a, a like a, a Mexican drug cartel leader or something. He's uh-huh. like, I'd love to do that. And then this Bob's like, eh, maybe not, maybe not. Don't know. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> you could do a fucking biopic of Malcolm X and have fucking Robert Downey Jr. do it, and I would watch it because it'd be awesome. Have him as Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I don't know about that. As know. much of a smartass as he was, for, like for reals. True. Oh yeah. He was a smart ass. He was. He he was a fucking pro wrestling fan. Listen to him talk. He's cutting promos on fucking everybody that walked in front of him. Talking shit. He was black Ric Flair. Not wrong. True. So speaking of black Ric Flair, what do you he got was, this week? He was Ric Flair before Ric Flair was Ric Flair. No, Ric Flair was still Ric Flair at that point in time. He just wasn't like wrestling yet, but he was still that guy. But. Well, I think Muhammad Ali's older. Yeah, that's true. Or was older. Which one of them still alive? It's... It's Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> it's almost Speaking like you... of which, fucking Iron Sheik died today. I know. Yeah. I so know. I he... thought he was already dead. No, 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 no. I followed him on Twitter because I like listening to him just fucking berate Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, hold on. I, I have a... I know this is completely, completely off topic, off topic, but off topic. Um, I found a picture of my favorite tweet that he ever put up. God bless you, America. All my dreams come true in this country. And I wish nothing for, I wish nothing but the best for all of my fellow Americans on this and every day, except Hulk Hogan. You're forever a jabroni. <sighs> God damn it. I love that man. So what are you bringing to the table this week We're back. for Nebraska's Nebraska's? So Nebraska uh, saw Nebraska saw. I like that better, actually. Nebraska saw. Where to rename it? Ah, it's almost like a it's, it's sauce. Nebraska saw. No, it's a combination. It's too far away from Arkansas, though. Mm. I don't know. Okay, I'm stupid. It's all right. I still like Nebraska saw. It's good. It's good. It's good. So, uh, this week for the. My portion of the episode for the road trip, I am covering a little thing called The Legend of Blackbird Hill. Okay. Now, I got to start off with a little background on it, which is kind of most of the most of it, but the background on it. Uh, the first Nebraskan, uh, Nebraska Indian who's, uh, I'm sorry, Native American, uh, whose name was Blackbird. Uh, he was the head of the head of, of the Omaha tribe and lived more than 100 years ago 
in Omaha country, which then extended on both sides of the Missouri River from Bow River in Cedar County to uh, uh, Pepo, uh, Pepolinon, uh Creek in Sharpley County. I think we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention that this is also home to um, like the fantastic delivery steak service, too. Yeah, Omaha Steaks. Yeah, they, they got good fucking steaks. They're not yeah. a sponsor, but hey, if anybody out there is listening, like, we'll take free meat. I got a freezer to fill, man. I used to get them a lot from my uncle. They're good. They're not. They used to live out there. They're good. Even their hot dogs are they good. still live out there. I never had a uh, steak. Oh, hot dogs. Oh, I've only had steaks. They're good. So if you go over to omahasteaks.com and you order some stuff <laughs> and you put in Dark Windows 15, they're going to tell you that that's not a valid <laughs> promo code. But whatever. Pressure them. Send us goddamn meat. Yeah. Uh, so Blackbird was was one of the first Indian chiefs on uh, the Missouri to do business with the white traders. He was very shrewd in his dealings. When a trader came to this village, he had um, him bring all of his goods into the chief's lodge and spread them out. Blackbird then selected the things he wished for. Blankets, tobacco, whiskey, powder, uh, bullets, beads, and red paint. How do you get them beads? And laid uh, them uh, to one side, not offering any, uh, any to pay for any of them. Then, calling his herald, he ordered him to climb to the top of the lodge and summon all the tribe to bring in their furs and then and trade with the white man. In a few minutes, the lodge would be crowded with Indians bearing uh, beaver, buffalo, otter, and other skins. Uh... Uh, no one uh, was allowed to dispute the price prices fixed by the white trader, who was uh, careful to put them high enough to pay five times over for all the goods that were taken actually by the chief. So by Blackbird. Because, you know, he knew that Blackbird wasn't going to fucking pay for anything. Yep. Uh, Blackbird. We can call him Blackbird. We don't have to call him African-American Bird. Nope, because his name was Blackbird. Exactly. Uh, so it's not offensive. Blackbird and the traders grew rich together, but his people grew poor and began to complain. A wicked trader noticed that this and gave Blackbird a secret by which he could maintain his power. He taught him the use of uh, arsenic to give him a large supply of that deadly poison. After that, the ter- terror of Blackbird and his mysterious power grew in the tribe. He became a prophet as well as a chief. When anyone opposed him, Blackbird foretold his death within a certain time, and then within that time, a sudden and violent disease carried the victim off in uh, in great agony. Before long, all of his rivals disappeared, and the people agreed to everything Blackbird wished. At last, an enemy came against Omaha, the Omahas, which not even Blackbird, with all of his medicine and mystery, could withstand. This was smallpox. Ooh. The white man's disease, which Indians had never known. It came among them well, they're about like a to. curse. Yes. They're about to. Uh, they could not understand how it traveled from lodge to lodge and from village to village. If they had had a government there to force a... Never mind. Because <laughs> that, that conversation could go either two, one of two ways. Yes. Force him into something or force him into doing something. The fever and the uh, fearful blotches. Fucking trail of vaccinations. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fearful blotches drove them wild. Some of them left their villages and ran, rushed out on the prairies to die alone. Others set fire to their houses and killed their wives and children. Whoa. Two-thirds of Omaha tribe uh, of the tri- Omaha tribe perished and never uh, recovered. It never recovered after that. I mean, it's to probably its full strength. Probably a good thing that most of them died off because if not, that's how you make skinwalkers. Yeah, you know. Uh, Blackbird, the great chief, was finally stricken. His gathered about his dying bed to hear his last words. He ordered them to bury him on top of a hill. Which rose several hundred feet above the Missouri. You bury from... me face down so Custer can kiss my ass. <laughs> yes, from which one could see up and down the river for thirty miles. Here, the Indians watched for uh, for coming the coming of the white traders, and the latter as they toiled against the uh, current saw. It hold on, uh, hold on. Let me does make any sense. Say the current sauce. Yes. What kind was it? Was it like A1, Heinz 57? No. Like a good quality barbecue? Let me start that again. Okay. So on top of this uh, of this hill, Blackbird desired to be buried, seated on his favorite horse so that his spirit c- might overlook the entire o- Omaha country and first see the boats of the white man as they came up the river. The dying chief's command was carried out. The horse was led to the summit of the hill, with the dead chief firmly fastened upon his back. Then the sod and dirt were piled about them in a great mound until both were buried from sight. A pole was set in uh, in the mound, and upon it were hung scalps. Blackbird had taken in battle. From time to time, food for the spirit of the dead was placed upon the mound by few Omahas who survived the small smallpox scourge of 1800 before he died he looked at his son here my son someday the white man will settle in the thousands to watch football Mm. and over here my son the white man will build a steak factory i wish to be buried between them (laughs) yes now the reason why i mention all this stuff is because the area is it's said to be haunted Okay. Indian fucking burial ground. Now, now you would think <laughs> um, that it would be because of the smallpox, you know, and fucking the smallpox outbreaks. Yeah. Uh, old dickhead, Blackbird, you know, killing off his enemies. I think you're allowed to call him a dickhead. That might be a... Whatever. Somebody will get offended that you call an Indian a dickhead. I don't care. Even if he was a dickhead. He probably wasn't. He was a dickhead. He killed his own people. Yeah. Because they were, you know, with arsenic. Fucker. He couldn't fight him in, in, in arm-to-arm, in hand-to-hand combat. You know, take him out. No, no, no. Cheating bastard. Well, if he'd given us some of those beads, we could have given him rifles. But well, well, it would have been the other way around. Well, um, so, yeah, it's said to be haunted by him and others. But, however, it's not actually the ghost of Blackbird who, who actually lingers there, but rather that of a young woman murdered upon this hill more than a century and a half ago. The story begins with a young couple uh, back east who had fallen in love in the early 1840s. When the boy finished his schooling, he planned to travel abroad and then return to marry the young girl. 
On October 17th of 1849, the young girl was astounded when she saw her old fiancé walking up the winding path up from the Missouri River to her small cabin. He, too, was surprised, having no idea that she lived there. Overjoyed to see him, she confessed that she had never stopped loving him and only married the other man because she thought he was dead. He then began to convey the tale of his of his previous years. When traveling abroad, he was shipwrecked by, but managed to survive. However, it took him uh, almost five years to get back to America. When he arrived home, he was saddened to find that his mother had died and his fiance had married another man and moved west. Setting out to find her, he joined a wagon train and headed for California. Searching everywhere along the way for his long lost love, by the time he reached the west coast he had failed to find her and heartbroken he began the long journey back home traveling along the missouri river uh landing one day at the foot of black hill he saw the winding path up the slope and decided to follow it that's when fate intervened and, he, and brought the long lost pair back together the girl told him that her husband returned home or that when her that when her husband returned home, she would tell him that she wished to be released from her marriage vows so that she could leave together that they could leave together the next morning. Giving the couple time to discuss the situation, the young man did a hidden nearby woods. When the woman's husband returned home, she explained the situation, but he did not want her to leave and at first begged her to stay. Then she refused. When she refused, he began to get angry and soon attacked her with his hunting knife. Nice. Screaming, she fell to the ground floor. The husband then dropped the knife and gathered up his bleeding wife. With her in his arms, he ran to the cliff at the top of the hill and jumped with her into the far, uh, river far below. Giving chase, the young man arrived at the hill just in time to see the man leap from the summit, and to hear the woman's final scream of agony. Uh, collapsing with grief, the young man began to wander the hills aimlessly until he was finally found uh, ragged and half-starved by a group of Omaha Indians. Delirious and able to speak, the Indians carried him uh, back to the their village where he stayed until he could recover enough to travel. Today, the path from the cabin to the cliff edge is barren. Even more than 150 years later, no plant life will grow on the path that led to the uh, below to the woman's death. And according to legend, each year on October 17th, the woman's chilling screams can be heard at the top of the hill. Over the years, dozens of people have reportedly heard the, her cries of terror. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, that is the, the tale of... Uh, Blackbird Hill and it's haunting. Which yeah, I, mean, I was like again, that's kind of cool. Kind of you, you know, you think from, you know, looking at the background that uh, it would actually be you know, uh, Blackbird or his uh, you know, people that he killed or whatever that you right. would over the years that would be the ones haunting the area, but no, no, because white people couldn't even let him have that. Yeah, we, you know. Coming in and we're like, hey, we're going to fucking re-haunt this because... Fuck it. You know, why not? 
So yeah, we're gonna take a super quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh another haunted area. Weird. Spoiler alert, Nebraska has no fucking cryptids in it. So it has officially one. Yeah, it's a lake monster, which home we don't play lake mon- uh, lake monsters. No, so. me either. <laughs> All right, so we are back and we are gonna talk about Seven Sisters Road. So in the early 1900s, around Nebraska City, it's, so it's about an hour and a half. Uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half south of Omaha. There's a family living in an isolated house at the end of a long dirt path. Seven sisters, parents, and a, a son. The young man and his parents are, you know, they don't really see eye to eye. They've had some arguments in the in the, you know, in the time leading up to this event. Uh huh. Um, as shit starts to get more and more heated, his sisters are obviously no help because they side with his parents. Because anybody with a sibling knows that you never side with your sibling because it irritates the bejesus out of him if you don't <laughs> so that's the way you do it so he is really really not happy with this whole thing so one day he's had enough of everybody's shit he runs out of the house past a bunch of hills hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, through the property up to a, a little secluded spot that he would go to when he was having a temper tantrum or, you know, losing his mind a little bit. Uh, up in the woods and he's you know up there kind of sulking and pouting um as afternoon fades into night he hears his parents vehicle take off and leave for town he knows they're headed in for a church activity that nobody else is going to it's uh-huh. pretty much just a grown-ups only kind of thing i don't know how, how how old this kid is particularly um the sisters do range in age i think he was somewhere in the the middle of all of them okay um once the, the car is out of sight, he heads back to the house. Starts, you know, he, he, he really turns the charm up here a little bit to really sell what he's trying to do. And he lures his sisters outside one at a time. Mm. Um, as each one comes out, he overpowers them and he would hang one of them on top of each side. You know, each one of the different hills that he had passed. Just so happens he comes across seven hills on their property. How uh. convenient. You know, one for each. Um, some died he fucking hated his sister. He did. He's a little shit. Yeah. So some died fairly slowly. Um, where he was trying to hang them, it was more of a lynching. Okay. For the most part. Okay. Um, but others were killed in different manners, which we'll get into in a second. Um, a few of the hills have have been kind of like bulldozed in the meantime, uh, to make room for you know roads and other property and stuff like that. This shit happens everywhere all the time. You know, society expands and you lose your little chunk of land mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because eminent domain is a fucking joke. Uh, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's basically where the government can come in and go, hey, I know you own this and you pay property taxes on it and stuff, but you got 30 days to get the fuck out because we're running a road through here. We're not responsible for where you land. Have a nice day. Some of the trees and the hills are still there. And there's still reports of hearing women scream as people drive down this road. 
Um, searches through the woods and also a nearby cemetery reveal nothing. If these sisters were indeed murdered along that road, um, are they, they could potentially still be trapped there, which obviously if you have people hearing things and stuff like that, it kind of makes you think maybe, and a nice classic, wholesome, violent death like that kind of leaves ghosts kicking around. Uh huh. Um, so from the time the sisters bodies were cut down from the trees, reports of, of uh, reports of paranormal activity have, have kicked up, um, especially after L street was open to traffic. Um, seven sisters road, when it was opened up to through traffic has to be renamed because it, it was one of those roads where it didn't have a name. Uh, so they throw it on as L street on the map. Okay. So in addition to the screams, people have reported hearing bells ringing as people near the apparent source, which is the old cemetery, the ringing stops. Um, and it's not like a church bell. It's kind of like, you know, like a small bell, like we put on, you know, a fucking strap or something. Not like a cow bell, but like a cat bell. Yeah. You know, like a little dingle dangly bell. Yeah. And obviously they'd never find anything. Um, more cars. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. Many cars have stalled out on Seven Sisters Road. Headlights dimming on their own. Um, radios going out. Interior lights going out. Stuff like that. Uh, and then just eventually shutting off. Uh, another pretty common thing with, with paranormal roads and stuff like that is having road uh, car issues. One couple's car stopped. Uh, stopped dead as they looked under the hood and found nothing wrong. Loud screams from the hill were heard from behind them. Went on for a long time, and when it finally stopped, the terrified couple managed to start their car and take off. One local out hunting in the woods um, spotted a figure in the distance staring at him, and the thing that caught him off guard was the red glowing eyes. He stood transfixed as he's watching this for a few minutes and then it just kind of turns and runs off another man on a road trip stopped at a diner in nebraska city to eat uh there he heard a legend of seven sisters road and decided he was going to go out and drive it because he's an idiot like i would be yeah oh haunted road fucking thank you yeah if you ever find me in wisconsin you know a goddamn right i'm going down bray road i know it's a private road i don't give a shit i'll turn around somebody's driveway at three o'clock in the morning whatever i'm gonna see a werewolf (laughs) okay so as he's driving he has his radio on and as he's going the stations are changing on their own um and just as the um just as the station changes to one last one it switches over to uh the doors song the end and his car shuts off oh wow road yeah um I mean, it's a good song, though, so fuck it. According to a feature story uh, on the area published by the Omaha World Herald, a Lincoln-based psychic medium, Cheryl Ann Fletcher, came across seven bodies hanging by nooses from the trees. Quote, their chests were blown open by gunshots, she said. Um, And, of course, this was all psychically that she saw this stuff. She wasn't around for it, because if you were psychic back then, you were actually a witch. And he probably would have been run out of town on a fucking rail. Uh, quote, the bodies were hanging above a graveyard in a wooded area, which, no, they weren't there hanging from trees on the hills. So fix your shit, lady. <laughs> Calibrate it. Um, another one here. It was uh, it was clear as day as if they were uh, as if they were you and me standing right here. She told the Herald. There were seven bodies, male and females mixed. The one that captured my attention was a little boy who was blonde and about seven years old. 
She claims that she felt the Phantom Boy's chilling grip wrap around her wrist and pull her toward a weathered gravestone bearing no inscription. Then the boy introdu- then the boy introduced himself as Matthew, and the two chatted for a bit before parting ways. Fletcher later returned with a full paranormal crew to document the supernatural activity. The property owner on, on, uh, of the location des- described to the team a terrifying experience he had in, o- in an open field in the area one morning when a ghastly creature with, quote, glowing red eyes, shining like rubies, slowly walked towards him as if it were a wolf stalking prey. Fortunately for the landowner, uh, the entity eventually just took off over a nearby hill. Others have not been so lucky. Every single night for a week in, uh, no- in November of 1968, there was a report made to the local police about a monster uh, in the hills that would come out at around 11 p.m. One reporter, uh, sorry, one report claimed that a teenage boy was grabbed by the beast, scratched up, and tossed into a ditch. He was probably drunk. Or on LSD. It was 1968. You know what it was? This motherfucker's trying to get out of going to Vietnam. Got beat up by a ghost. I'm crazy. Mm. Be like, guess what? There's ghosts in Vietnam too, asshole. Grab an M16. <laughs> take a walk. Uh. Um, over the years, there have been many bone-chilling accounts coming from those who have visited the, visited the area. Um, another person says, if you're brave or foolish enough to jog in the backcountry road at night... And end up near the spot, you may hear blood-curdling screams, as uh, as many others have claimed to. The most commonly told backstory to the paranormal phenomena begins with a belligerent farmer who lived on a road. Uh, I'm sorry, who lived along the road with seven hills many years ago. One night, for some reason or another, the farmer snapped and hung his daughters one by one from tree limbs. So we get mixed stories here, because okay. that's how folklore works. Um, each daughter was hung on the on a treetop among one of the seven hills, um, giving the area its name. Um, and you know, the, uh, then there's the obviously the other story that we told beforehand of the little boy doing it, the brother, maybe not a little boy, but the brother of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides the screams, visitors uh, speak of electronic glitches in the area, um, not just with radios. They also, now that we're getting more modern, you have GPS fuck ups, um, issues with more. Uh, modern cars where the doors will lock and unlock as you're driving through by themselves, stuff like that. Um, and tons of people keep seeing these red eyes all over the place. So that is the Seven Sisters Road in nice. Nebraska. Cool. That's cool. So, yeah, it was a little short one, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. Hey. But, I mean, they we can't were... be. They can't all be fucking Vermont when we get to that, which. We've already done Vermont. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. Not on the road trip, we haven't. It's true, but we've already covered some Vermont stuff. Some. Well, I mean, some. I think we've covered. We this is old country, bitch. We get to do it again. All right. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you got for those headphones over there? You know, uh, studio. Yeah. They're, that's what they're called. Sure. Are. Go over, check them out, studio.com, and uh, find your headphones, Bluetooth earbuds, get your Bluetooth speaker. Find what put it in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of Dark Windows fifteen to get in to get fifteen percent off your entire purchase. Speaking of getting a great deal, Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. Five dollars a month gets you four extra episodes, one a week. That's uh, I'm not good at math, but that's not a lot of money per episode. 
No. And then we have a back catalog. We're up to like 72 episodes over there. And you get all of them. You get to listen to all of them. Yeah, if you want Some wanna... are better than others, just like with the regular show. But it's fine. You know. You know. <coughs> um, but yeah, five bucks a month. That's less than what it would cost you to get, get a coffee one day this week on your way to work. Exactly. Seriously. Seriously. Exactly. And uh... Unless you're smart and you make your own coffee at home. <laughs> true. And you're saving a lot more money. That's true. Or you can just not drink anything fun anymore and switch over to water. What you're doing. Yeah. Haha. Uh-huh. I dumped out half a soda with my lunch today. I was impr- I was proud of myself. Oh. Yeah, I drank half a Coke with my lunch and dumped the rest of it out. Hmm. Switched over to the high test shit. Nice. So. Nice. I'm proud trying of Trying to not die before my kids get, you know, the kid gets old. Okay. So. There good you stuff. Go. Hey. Sometimes I wish I just would, though. Yeah, well, yeah. don't worry about that. You're not going to die. Also, going over to Facebook, we're on there. Dark sure Wheels is. Podcast. We're yes, we're in there. You can you know start up a chat and everybody will chime in. Maybe possibly, I mean, a lot of people will do, yeah. or we will. Yeah. And uh, you can reach out to us on there. Uh, also, and hey, uh, go over to Age of Radio's Facebook stuff. Um, here in the next couple weeks, we're actually going to be doing a live thing. With uh, Jeremy, who's the the boss over there, um, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it could be interesting. Um, that'll be the 22nd, and we're going to be going live at like 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, but uh, again, I really don't know what that entails. I'm sure he's just going to you know want to talk to us about the show and stuff like that, and um, get some exposure out there. Because I mean, we're new at this; we've only been doing it for five years, so. Got to pump them numbers up somehow. But anyway, until next time, um, or actually until, you know, Sunday, Few minutes if, from you, now. Sunday, if you're on Patreon, you'll get another one. Yeah, and if you listen to Patreon right after this, it's like just a couple seconds from now. Yeah, like we're going to stop long enough for me to maybe eat. And then, uh, and then actually, I can just eat because it's your turn to talk. Yeah. So just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.